You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey, everybody. If you haven't tuned in to me before, I'm Sean Reynolds. I own Summer Properties Northwest and Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. And that's my phone going off because sometimes I don't turn my phone off before the podcast. But I'm also your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. And today we're talking about a local company, a local big company, Amazon. Amazon is continually being hammered on here in Seattle, and they're being taunted by the city council to basically take their business and walk out of town, run out of town, fly out of town, but get out of town. Because our city council here in in, uh, Seattle basically wants to tax the heck out of them and pay for all of their other projects that they consider more important than economic viability. I don't agree with that. But um, there's a lot of things I don't agree with. And so I'm going to talk about Amazon today. And I'm a sucker for clickbait. I love a good clickbait title. I will read that all day long just to prove maybe it's clickbait and that I shouldn't have read it. But, you know, I'll get through the whole article and go, ah, that was some good clickbait. That's solid. It's just kind of like when you see a title for a YouTube video and you're like, we're make- I watch a lot of sailing videos and do we make it on our cross continent crossing? Do we make it? And of course they make it because if they didn't, well, they wouldn't be posting the video, right? But I'm going to click on it anyway. We're going to click on it. So today's clickbait title is from Forbes. It's an article from Stephen McBride and it is Amazon has finally met its match. Is Amazon done? Are they all done? I think a lot of people want to see Amazon done. I remember uh, when I covered the, the CHOP protests, um, there was always somebody with a little table and it said, uh, tax Amazon. That's a real thing. Hashtag, hashtag tax Amazon. Because if you tax enough big people, you get enough money and you can kind of do whatever you want as far as uh, political causes go. So has Amazon met its match? If there was a stock of the century award, Amazon would be the favorite. Since 2001, Amazon has rocketed above $3,300 per share, turning every $1,000 into just shy of $600,000. Now, that's what we used to say about Microsoft back in the 80s and 90s. Ah, oh, if I'd only bought a thousand bucks worth of Microsoft stock, I'd be a multimillionaire today. Now it's Amazon, right? And all these other tech companies it's just gotten crazy. So I'm looking at the bar graph in this article, and it's basically just going whoop, straight up, just straight up. And recently, it's just crazy, right? Obviously, anyone who got into Amazon early and held on is living the high life and deserves a round of applause. You go, people who own Amazon. I think I do. Uh, I'd have to check with my financial guy. I'm not really sure. Maybe not. I don't know. But now it's time to come to terms with the sad truth. Amazon's glory days are over. That's it. Amazon done. Cash out your Amazon stock. You're all done. Go home. Because it has finally met its match, and it's all because of one simple reason, it finally has legitimate competition. Does it? Do you really hear anybody else talking about Amazon, something you know along the lines of Amazon, like Amazon? Do you have Amazon resellers or fake Amazon resellers? They're doing something else. I don't think so, but let's let's give this a shot and let's see if the clickbait fits. Below, I'll show you three companies, what I call the anti-Amazon alliance, all coming for Amazon's throat. That's brutal. They're going through the jugular. They're going for it. All are rapidly stealing key parts of Amazon business. Really? Amazon's pretty big. Do you, do you think they're really going to steal part of Amazon? Or are they taking a tiny, tiny little fraction? 
the tiniest little fraction from Amazon. Because if you come out of Amazon, they will crush you. That's kind of the bottom line. That's what a lot of people don't like about Amazon is that they are literally a monopoly as far as a lot of business goes. Yeah, they clear out all the mom and pop stores. And now well, I know when I go to Home Depot, and I can't find something, I'll look at it on Amazon, and I'll literally buy it on Amazon standing in Home Depot. Because I don't want to go to Lowe's because that's too far. And I know I'll have it tomorrow, maybe even Amazon Prime, I'll have it later this afternoon. And I don't have to go through to another store and, you know, monkey around, you just beep on your phone and you've got it. So below, I'll show you the three companies I call anti-Amazon, all coming for Amazon's throat. All the rapidly stealing key parts of Amazon's business, and it will prove to be much better investments in the coming years. I, boy, you're going out on a limb here, because nobody has really proven to have the track record that Amazon does. There is a new challenger to Amazon Prime. This is the first example. Longtime risk hedge readers know that Walmart is one of my favorite stocks on the planet. Okay, all right, Walmart. Walmart is America's largest retailer. It sold more than a half a trillion dollars worth of goods throughout its store last year. The key there is that they are a retailer. They've got stores, Amazon doesn't. Amazon has warehouses. I, I don't know if I go with Walmart. Plus, I just, I, I don't like the Walmart experience. I think the lighting is terrible. There's a Walmart by my house, but it's like one of those small ones. It doesn't have everything. So I'm always like, well, I, I could go to Walmart. It's probably cheaper there. But it's such a bad shopping experience. Unless I'm buying like a massive amount of booze or something. Not that I do that very often. And I don't think I've been to Amazon in, or I haven't been to Walmart in forever, mainly because of that reason. Um, I'm just not buying stuff in bulk like that. I do buy stuff at Costco, but not Walmart, even though it's probably cheaper there. I just don't like the shopping experience at Walmart. It just doesn't make me feel good. And I don't need to buy stuff cheap enough to want to have a bad shopping experience. So there you go. And it's new secret weapon, Walmart could dethrone Amazon's online dominance. Amazon launched its wildly popular Prime delivery service 15 years ago. I like Amazon Prime because it has cool movies. It's got Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton. You can't go wrong with that. Today, there are more Prime subscribers than there are full-time workers in America. That's a crazy statistic. So Amazon Prime, more subscribers than full-time workers in America. And you're going to unthrone that with Walmart. All right. Creating an everyday good subscription with free delivery was genius. Why would members ever shop anywhere else when they could click a button and have practically anything show up on their doorstep in two days? In short, Prime transformed Amazon from an $18 billion internet retailer into a $1.5 trillion beast. Yeah, it's a beast, all right. Seattle wants to tax the heck out of it. Walmart is a total game changer. Walmart will sell over $75 billion worth of goods through walmart.com this year. In fact, it's overtaken eBay to become America's second largest online seller. You got to give a shout out to a company like that for making those kind of transformations. Looking around going, okay, we're a retailer. Retailing sucks right now. Nobody wants to have a physical store. What do we do? We got to up our online game Let's really get that going. And I have bought some stuff from Walmart because it was really cheap. It made sense. You're like, if I don't buy this from Walmart.com, I am a moron. Am I enough of a moron not to do? Ah, I'll probably just buy it. Click, boom, you're done. 
The thing is, roughly 90% of sales still happen in store. Walmart Plus is going to transform Walmart into a true online behemoth. But is it going to be big enough to really put a dent in Amazon? I don't know. Amazon's everywhere I look, every time I'm out and about, there's an Amazon truck. It doesn't matter what time of day it is, there's an Amazon truck, one of those big kind of cool colored vans. It, Amazon, they're just everywhere, right? I mean, it doesn't matter where you are, where you go, there's Amazon. There's an Amazon dude, Amazon uh, female delivery driver just delivering goods. Sometimes they come through neighborhoods like two, three, four times. Sometimes they'll come through like three times before noon and you're like, we need to get that uh, need to get that organization down a little bit. Or they just keep coming through willy-nilly and by the end of the day, you'll get all your stuff. I don't know. The subscription will cost $98 a year and we're talking about Walmart Plus. The subscription will cost $98 a year and includes perks like unlimited same-day delivery, access to its new two-hour delivery offering, and discounts on fuel at Walmart gas stations. Now, I don't know of too many Walmart gas stations here in the Seattle area. I don't, do I know of any? I don't think so. But those are probably the big superstores. And we don't really have a lot of those around here because our real estate's too expensive. And it doesn't make sense with our demographics for uh, Walmart to be here. They're usually a little bit more north, a little bit more south, because uh, Costco, Costco is king here. Costco has gas stations. And Costco is out of Kirkland and Issaquah. And um, Costco, uh, they crush Walmart on that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Clicking a button on walmart.com and having groceries and other items show up on your doorsteps the same day is huge. Leading market research firm MPD Group tracks millions of online and in-store receipts. And its research shows 95% of U.S. consumers shopped at a Walmart store last year. That's roughly 225 million people. How many people used Amazon? How many people, how many of you have used Amazon and you didn't use Walmart.com or you didn't go into Walmart store? I don't know. I'm betting my demographics have used Costco and um, Amazon a lot more than Walmart. I'm, let me know in the comments. Have you used Costco, Amazon or Walmart? What's your pick? How often do you use it? Let me know. I'd love to know that. I think that'd be super interesting. Um, I expect at least 10% of consumers will jump at the chance to sign up for Walmart. And once these folks are locked in, they won't want to shop anywhere else. In short, this will add hundreds of billions of dollars to Walmart's value over the coming years. I believe the stock will double over the next 18 months. All right, those are strong words. I probably wouldn't place the stock doubles over the next 18 months. Okay, that seems like a wild stretch. But I don't even know what Walmart stock is at right now. So do you guys know what Walmart stock is? Nope. Darren, would you mind looking that up? An army of small businesses are moving online. Shopify. Shopify is what I call the anti-Amazon. It helps entrepreneurs create and manage their own online stores. Think of Shopify like an invisible partner that allows you to build your own brand. Regular Risk Hedge readers know it now runs websites for ever for over 1 million mom and pop shops. There are 30 million small businesses in the US. These small businesses make up 99.9% of all companies in America. They are the beating heart of communities across the country. And according to IRS data, firms with less than 100,000 in annual sales raked in a combined 2.2 trillion dollars last year. But you're talking about a basically a conglomerate a coalition 
of tiny, small little businesses doing um, online business through Shopify. Is that really a, a threat to Amazon? I don't know. It, that's, it doesn't feel that way to me. But yet almost none of this happens online. A recent CNBC uh, poll found almost half of small businesses don't even have a website. And according to Gallup, two thirds of mom and pop stores that sell online generate less than 10% of their sales on the internet. But coronavirus lockdowns have sparked a once in a lifetime shift. It forced tens of millions of businesses to close their doors for months. And the only way to keep cash coming in is to sell online. In short, mom and pop shops moving online for the first time ever is the next great internet boom. And they're choosing to sell through Shopify over Amazon. In 2012, it had just 42,000 merchants. Today, more than 1 million businesses around the globe have set up an online store with Shopify. This is the world's most disruptive retail that most investors aren't paying attention to. It's a stock to own for the next decade. Or does it get crushed because it's representing small businesses who are already going out of business left and right because of Amazon and Walmart now, apparently. That kind of seems like the more reasonable way things are going because you see a lot of that. You see a lot of retailers who, it's like the Barnes & Noble, Okay, we're going to sell a lot of books. We have really good retail locations, strong, strong. And Amazon comes out, starts selling books online, puts them out of business. And then guess what? Amazon scoops into major malls with bookstores. That's just crazy. That doesn't make any sense at all. And yet, because it's Amazon, people are like, oh, okay, let's go to the Amazon store and see what they have. We can always buy it online, but let's just see what they've got. So Amazon's kind of done that full circle super quick. And they're still just wildly dominant. All right, so that's uh, so we've got Shopify, we've got Walmart Plus, and here's the third one. Here's the disruptor. Disruptor, Amazon can't compete with Amazon. You're no good here. This isn't your category. You don't you don't even get a participation ribbon here. Etsy. Etsy is another member of the anti-Amazon alliance. Etsy is an internet marketplace for artisans selling handcrafted one-of-a-kind items. You'll find everything from vintage jewelry to solid wood picture frames to custom wedding invitations on the website. It's essentially a department store for craft goods. In short, Etsy has become the go-to for artisans selling online. It currently has 65 million items you can't find anywhere else. For example, my cousin recently bought my grandmother a family tree on Etsy. It was custom made with all the grandkids' names. All right. I really kind of want to make fun of this, but I'm not going to because that would make me look like a jerk. I'm not a jerk, but I'm this close. All right. Ugh. Does anybody care about that kind of stuff? We're talking big business here. We're talking about the biggest online seller in the world. Do they even care about how much stuff Etsy has online? My thought is no. It's it's not important. It's not a game changer. It doesn't really do anything. And unlike buying stuff at big box stores, which is a chore, spending money on Etsy feels good. Now I have looked at Etsy for certain stuff. You're like, oh, that's really cool. But it's it's kind of this cool, unique um, factor. But it doesn't make me want to buy like when I need something and I find it on Amazon. I'm like, that's so much cheaper. I'm just going to buy it. 
And I, I don't ever seem to have that experience with Walmart. Whenever I look at, look at stuff from Walmart, I tend to think that is just some crappy quality goods. And that's why it's so inexpensive. I don't always think that when I look at, Am at uh, Amazon. And Etsy, yeah, it's cool stuff, but most of it I just don't need. It's, it's just, it's too artsy fartsy for me. But that's me. I'm also a guy and I don't really like shopping for that stuff. So I'm probably not your best um, judge. Uh, I don't have the best judgment for Etsy. For example, my colleague, colleague just bought, and we're getting back to Etsy here. My colleague just bought a $400 land, laundry rack on Etsy. All right, a $400 laundry rack. I am guessing my laundry rack at home cost me like $14.99 from, from Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm guessing it's one of those collapsible, like big white ones. I have a couple of them, so you can just take them in the car. Don't ask me why, but that's what you can do. He could have picked one up on Amazon for 50 bucks. When I asked why he bought one on Etsy, he replied, a woman in rural Maine handmade the rack. It feels good to having it in my home. All right, but there are so few products out there that are like that, right? Most of the time, you just want cheap, get it in my house, don't care. If I can have it dropped off on my porch, two thumbs up, done, move on. The Amazon machine simply can't compete with this, nor does it want to. In fact, becoming the Amazon for artisans is Etsy's big opportunity. Roughly $5 billion worth of craft goods were sold through its marketplace last year. Yet the Association for Creative Industries shows folks in these markets spent $100 billion on handcrafted and unique products last year, most of which they didn't need. I'm just going to throw that out there. But that's not really the point of arts and crafts, is it? It's just kind of cool stuff. And people love making it. So more power to them. But I'm going to still buy my stuff on Amazon because of the whole Billy Bob Thornton thing. So Etsy has only realized 5% of its potential so far. Darian, did we figure out Walmart stock? 130. 130? All right. Is that good or bad? It's up a lot? Not, not the past month. No, it's about the same the past month. Oh. So Walmart, not doing its thing, kind of like this article says, but it's got potential. Back to Etsy. So Etsy has only realized 5% of its potential so far. It has years, even decades of rapid growth left in the tank or until it gets bought out and is basically put out of business by an Amazon. As it helps millions of artisans sell their talents to the world, it's sure to become an online titan. This is a stock that can double many times over in the coming years or be bought out by somebody bigger. Amazon won't dominate the next 20 years of e-commerce. I don't know. If I were to if I were to say a sentence in this article just doesn't make a lot of sense. It would be Amazon won't dominate the next 20 years of e-commerce. I think Amazon will. Amazon has been one of the most dominant disruptive stocks over the past two decades, and it will continue to be a major force in online shopping. But it's time as America's undisrupted online king is drawing to a close. No, it's not. Disruptors like Walmart, Spotify, and Etsy are nipping at its heels. They are, but they're nipping at its heels in such small categories I mean, Walmart, yeah, they can do some damage. But I mean, let's be honest, Amazon is the king. And they are going to basically crush everybody else. They're crushing everybody else in their path already, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. And they're so far ahead of everybody else that I don't see anybody nipping at the, its heels. And I, and this guy concludes with, and I'm betting these three stocks will outperform Amazon over the coming years. 
they might have a bigger run up relative to where they are stock price right now. But Amazon is at what 3000 bucks. I mean, really, you're going to compete with that. I mean, I don't know. I don't see Amazon being dethroned anytime soon. I would see some antitrust stuff coming down the pipeline. Because just like Microsoft, you know, a lot of antitrust stuff over the years, because they're the biggest, they're the best, and they've absolutely crushed their competition with the exception of like, Apple, but Apple, again, another massive, massive stock, would you say that Apple is giving up its reign? No, neither is Amazon. So I think Amazon is going to leave down, it's going to leave Seattle and droves. And I think they go to the outer suburbs here in the Seattle area because so much of their stuff is entrenched here in Seattle. Will they go to other cities? Yeah, absolutely. But I think Amazon is here to stay, folks. I mean, I don't think there's nobody else. The three examples this article gives, let's be honest, they're not much competition. They are some so like the, the um, not Spotify, but what's the other one? Uh, when they make business websites. Yeah, there's a place for that. Netsy. Yeah, you bet. There's a place for that. But they're not gonna, they're not direct competitors to Amazon. You don't see Etsy vans driving around your neighborhood, do they? And they're what $5 billion business and Amazon's what a trillion and a half. Those aren't even comparable numbers. So I think there are competitors out there. I think the landscape will change. But in 20 years, I think you will see way more of Amazon than you see less of Amazon. That's just my opinion. And you know what, as these developments happen, as Amazon continues to do its thing, specifically here in Seattle, got a ton of friends that are, they're doing stuff with Amazon, maybe they're Amazon resellers, whatever, um, or work directly for Amazon. I, I always talk to them and say, Hey, what's going on? What's going on with your business? So as things continue to develop for Amazon and its place in online um, selling, I'll let you know right here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So once again, I'm your host, Sean Reynolds from Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love to have you subscribe to our channel, our YouTube channel. Love to have you subscribe on our podcast platforms. Thanks so much again for watching and listening and just basically tuning in. And I will see you on the next one. Until then, bye for now. We'll catch up then. See you then. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.